Um, you can go on Open Altar Worship Center's uh, giving page, and um, that it should be the second one after in, into the uh, after the little red. Uh, um, but you can go on our giving page. Uh, you can go on our YouTube uh, Facebook page, and you should be able to um, you should be able to to see just the bus, see all of that, um, and. Uh, just see the wonderful work, the wonderful partnership that God has given us with um, the Southeastern Food Bank of uh, the Food Bank of Southeastern Virginia and Eastern Shore. Um, we do that. We do the bus every second Thursday of the month, and then we have the mobile pantry where we try where we um, feed at least 200 families a full course meal, um, uh, and that's the fourth Saturday from 10 to 12. So if you want to volunteer. You can text OA Connect to 55498. Um, or if you want to um, be a part of that and come on out, uh, just keep a look on our Facebook page, and we're going to make sure that you get serviced. Um, service. We, we love our community. We love our community. And there are great things that are coming uh, down uh, through the months. Um, many of you know that this uh, is our year of... Um, Position and God is already positioning us individually and us as a ministry into some key places and into some key areas um, in the gospel, uh, in the in the community, in um, uh, just everywhere. I'm amazed at what God is really doing with Open Altar Worship Center. So um, I want to get into the messages. Uh, I want to start talking about relationships matter relationships matter um can you look on the live screens uh and make sure that the uh thing is showing correctly uh i'm not seeing it for facebook so that they could see it or, or live stream me you may, you may ha have to hit the number one where um ndi pastor robert can you um I want you guys to be able to see the scriptures, to um, get the scriptures. Okay. All right. It's, it's there. I'm, I'm not seeing it. It's good. Okay. Um, relationships matter, matters. And I want to talk about in the next coming weeks, what is relationship? What is a relationship? Um, why does it matter? Why does relationships matter. I'm going to talk about the four levels of our relationship, um, four levels of relationship. And then I want to talk about relationship and intimacy. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about this, I want to talk about it in relation to or, or in context of our relationship with God. So from the very day that we are birthed into this world, um, um, we enter into a relationship. Everyone has a desire for connectivity. Everyone has a desire to be connected or to feel connected. Can I, can I get an amen on that? Amen. You know, no one wants to be an island to themselves, although we have many people that say, I'm just a loner. But at some particular point, they are, they are relating to somebody, whether it's a relationship in the in the grocery store, 
whether it's a relationship at your local uh, uh, fast food place or a convenience store, uh, wherever, walking down the street, there is, we come into uh, contact with individuals. And whether you, all but, it may be very brief, but there is a relationship that takes place or that develops at that very moment. Um, I was, and I hope I can get it right. I was listening to Mayo Angelo said that I, I may not remember what you said to me. I may not remember what you did to me, but I will remember how you made me feel. I'm going to remember how when I came into your presence, how you made me feel. I'm not going to remember what you did to me. I may not even remember. I may walk away that very moment and say, now what did they say to me? But I'm going to remember how my encounter with you made me feel. And psychology today says that at, at birth, we began to develop our relationships, forming, we get the ability to form a relationship with our caregiver. You know, if some of us were adopted, it was our adopted parent, our caregiver, whoever took care of us. We began to develop that relationship. It began to shape our need for food, for, for uh, a shelter, for warmth, for protection, even for stimulation. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes a warm caress on a back can stimulate you. But that's being relational. And these relationships that have developed over time and that started at our birth has, caught, has shaped how we view relationships now, how we interact in relationships. There are certain patterns that were developed when we were birthed into this world. Would you agree with that? Some of the things that that we do now is because it was a pattern that was birthed into us that was developed when we were yet at the tender years of infancy. I, I, uh, you know, with with my mom, I look in the mirror every day and I look just like my mom. You know, and, and over the last couple of months, I've had people to tell me my mom did this and my mom did that. And I understand that she ingrained through my relationship with my mother, I have some of those very same tendencies. I have some of those very same characteristics. She was, they, they were saying of how my mother was a giver, always giving. That, but through the relationship with my mother, I developed that same tendency I develop that same uh, uh, need to give it does me joy to give my father said that um said that my mother it didn't matter no matter what it for this Christmas for whatever reason my mom wanted to give us the best for Christmas Maybe she knew that she was not going to make it into 2022, but it was her desire, her yearning. She did anything on a fixed income. She went out on a limb to give to her children because she was a giving type of woman. And so that same mentality, y'all know me. 
I'll go and try to find something to give it to somebody. But you may see various things in your life that you're looking at and, and you're trying to understand, why do I do this? Maybe it is even an addiction because some of those traits are passed down. Seriously. Some of those traits are passed down from generation to generation. That's why they say breaking the generational curse. Because those same type of things was, was, was ingrained in you at an early age and uh, um, uh, 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 addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs. Um, my, my, my grandfather was an al- alcoholic and that got passed down through the generations. And so we say we got to break that generational curse. So w- look at some of the things in your life and say, where, what, in what relationship did I uh, uh, gain this from? Every, every person that you come encounter with, you, you need to evaluate the level of your relationship. You need to evaluate, what am I gleaning from this? What am I getting from this? What, um, what takeaways are there? Or what am I imparting into that? So, I, like I said, everyone has a need of human connection. We have a need of human connection here in the church. Amen. Honestly, Pastor Robin and I have a need for human connection with you guys and you who are watching us on on. on, uh, on uh, the, the social media platforms. There's a need for human connection. Now, listen, I want to de- uh, uh, define what relationship really means. Relationship, and I want to break it down. Relation means connection. There is a connection that's made. It's a bringing back, a bringing back, a restoring Related by blood or marriage. So in other words, relation means I'm going to bring you back into fellowship with me. I'm going to connect with you and I'm going, there's some things in you. uh, uh, There's some characteristics that you have that I can relate to. And so therefore, because I can relate to that, there's a connection that's made. Y'all following me? So now the word ship means the quality, the state, condition of. So let's put that together. What is the quality of your connection with the Father? What is the quality of the, your connection with our Heavenly Father? Because that's really what, what I want to uh, uh, focus on. What is the quality of your relationship if you're married with your spouse? What's the quality of it? Are you just living together? Living together? No, no, no fun, no peace? What is the connection? Or what is, what, what is the connection or the quality of the connection that you may have with your roommate or with your other family members or with your, what's the quality of it? Evaluate the quality of it. And then it says it bring it's a bringing back a, a, a connection, a condition of being. Are you just being or is there a quality in your being? And then restoring. A lot of times uh, uh, there is a restoration of relationships. So 
Listen, and I talked about uh, Maya Angelou. Relationship is the way in which two or more people feel and behave toward each other. The way that they are connected, there's a nexus. Y'all understand what I'm saying? There's, there's something that brings you guys together that makes you want to hang out with one another. And so there is a, a connection between us and God that makes us want to hang out together. How does God make you feel? We often want to look at our relationship with God as one-sided. How God makes us feel. But have you ever asked, God, how do I make you feel? Have you ever asked the Father, God, Father, how do I make you feel? Ah, are you ready for the answer? Are you ready for that answer? And in the passing of my mom, I understand that relationships can be here today. People can be here today and gone tomorrow. Just like that. So how are you developing? How in the relationships that you currently have, what are you doing to develop a quality relationship? With now, with the time that you have on this earth, What are you doing to develop a quality relationship with your father? Our heavenly father. What are we doing? God desires to have relationship with us. You don't believe it? Look at how God in in, in the book of uh, Genesis, he he was in the habit. God was in the habit of, of visiting Adam and Eve. Let's go to Genesis 3 and 8. This verse proves it. Then man and his wife, they heard the sound of the Lord God. Now, if they did not have relationship with God, if, if, if they did not have a regular conversation with God, they would not have recognized his sound. They would not have understood this is God. This is the Lord God. They could have thought it was an animal. The animals were already created then, right? They could have thought it was a deer coming through the bushes. They could have thought it was a bird flying through the sky. But because they, and as you know, that these scriptures here are talking about after Adam and Eve went and, and was deceived by the serpent and they ate the forbidden fruit. So that means that before they ate the forbidden fruit, they had a quality relationship with God. To where God came and probably just sat down and talked with them. He, they knew his voice. Y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? They knew his, Pastor Robert can walk in the house and I can hear the garage door go up. I know that's Pastor Robert. Why? Because I understand the characteristics. I understand the sound of what our relationship brings into it. Y'all ever been a, a, a mother? You, you're in a church and, and, and I'm not knocking uh, children in the church, but you, a baby can be crying and the mom is sitting there as if nothing is going on. The baby can be yelling and everybody else can hear that baby. But the mother, why? Because the mother has learned to develop a relationship and understand that that cries just because I pinched him. 
Y'all get me? We're looking at it like, oh, something's wrong with him. But the mama knows, wait a minute. No, he's crying because I pinched him because he wouldn't sit still. The relate, y'all, y'all feel what I'm saying? So it says the man and wife heard the sound of the Lord. And he was walking in the garden. He walked with them. He communed with them in the cool of the day. And because they knew they had messed up, they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. He was in the habit. God is in the habit of being with us. He with us always. Let's look at Acts 17, 26. I think I have that in there. And I'm going to read it from the NIV. And then there's another translation. It says, for one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. He made from one man, that's Adam. From Adam, he made the entire nation. And we know that God wanted relationship because he developed man and woman. And he desired that they have relationship. And it says that that they should do what? They should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out, listen to this, our relationship with God goes so deep that he marked out our appointed time in history. That replies to us. So you're trying to figure out what the future hold. God has already marked out the future for you. He already determined what was going to happen. Now, sin does seep in and you can you can hinder the plan of God. Through your sin, willing to release some things, you can determine what God wants to do in your life. But then he also set boundaries. He's got some boundaries. Remember I talked about the year of positioning. There are boundaries that God wants us to go beyond. See, we're stuck right here at this boundary. But God said, wait a minute, that's not the boundary I set. The boundary I set is way over there. Through my relationship with you, I have a boundary that's far beyond what you could ever ask, think, or even imagine. So it said that he... He, he, he um, set the boundaries. I want to read it in another translation. Um, it says, God did so that we would seek him and perhaps reach out to him for him and find him. Though he's not far away. God's not far. You know, I, I, I've, I, I've, been, I've been asking God, God, I... I, I I need to feel you. God's not far away, but we are far away from God. God is right here with us, but we are far away from God. We allow circumstances to push us away from God. We allow our feelings to push us away. We allow our own thoughts. We allow other people. We allow our own pain. We allow our own discouragement to push us away from God. But God says, I'm right here. So I only have three points, and I'm, I'm going to, may not get through all of it because I don't want to be lengthy this morning. Number one, it says God initiates the relationship. God initiates it. Let's look at John 6 and 44. John 6 and 44 says the only way that people can do what? Can come to me is by who? The Father. 
The Father, our Heavenly Father, initiates relationship with us. He wants to connect with us. He wants to bring us back. He wants to love on us. He wants to relate to us. He wants us to relate to him. And it says, who the, by the Father, listen to this last part. He pulls on their hearts. I'm going to say he pulls on our hearts. To embrace me. To embrace him. He pulls on our heart. That thing of, oh, you shouldn't do it anymore. That thing of, oh, I I, should have been in church today. That thing of, oh, I should cut that music off. That is the father pulling at your heart to come to him. Wake up in the morning and you want to get that last minute sleep in. But it's like, you know, oh, there's something you say, oh, I I just felt like I had to get up. That is the father pulling at you to say, I want, I want, I want to deepen our relationship. He puts a longing like for me, honestly, I've been saved for years since 1987. And, and, and just here recently, you know, uh, 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 as I said before, relationships can kind of sometimes distort how you see things and how you even see things in the church. And so even in this journey now, I'm like, God, I've been saved for many years, but do I really know you? Do I really understand you? I'm on this journey now of God. I need to know you. I need to know you. I need to know your love. I I don't want to listen anymore to that, you know, to this over here. And to God, you reveal yourself to me. Pull on me. God's pulling on my heart. So all I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all are just getting what, what I'm seeking after. I'm seeking after to know God, to the intimacy of God, the depths of God. Yes, we all say, God, I know you love me, but do you really know that he loves you? Do you really know? Do you really know that God would, God, you're going to take all of my needs. Do you really believe that? God, I know you're going to work it out. Do you really believe that God is going to work it out? It takes faith to enter into this relationship. It takes faith. It takes faith. Yes, Holly, trust. It takes faith and trust when you can't see him. It takes faith to believe that he's right here with you. It takes faith to believe that when you're hurting, he's there holding and caressing you. It takes faith. It takes faith. When somebody walks away from you and hurts your heart, it takes faith to know that God will heal your heart. But it only comes out of the relationship that we have with God. And guess what? Your relationship with God is as deep as you choose for it to be. You can have a shallow relationship. You can have a mediocre relationship. Or you can be like Moses. 
When he went up on the mountain, his face showed. You can be like, and we're going to talk about those levels in the next coming weeks. But you are as close to God. Your relationship with God is as deep as you choose for it to be. He's not going to force himself on you. But he draws us. He draws us. He draws us through his word. He draws us through other people. He draws us through his spirit. And then sometimes God draws us through circumstances. God is drawing me closer to him now through the passing of my mom. Now I can sit there and, and, and just decide to, to, to say I'm going to sit down and not do anything else. But I can choose to get up in this circumstance and say, Father, here I am. I was telling Pastor Robert this morning, there's times that you feel pain that nobody can take it away. No bottle. No alcohol, no smoke, no nothing can take it away but God. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a drinker. I'm not a smoker. My family are. Some of my family members are. There has been times over the last couple of weeks I said, God, I just want to have me a drink. That's keeping it real because I'm thinking that that will, 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 will do what needs to be done inside of me. But it's only temporary. God, God says, I don't want a temporary fix for you. I want a permanent solution. And I'm your permanent solution. I'm your permanent solution. God draws us. It says he draws us. He draws us to himself. Let's turn to Jeremiah 31 and 3. 31 and 3. It says long ago the Lord said to Israel. We are descendant of Israel. We're descendant of Abraham. And it says I have done what? I've loved you. I've loved you. God loves us. You're my people. I love you with an everlasting love. It's not going to end. But with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. I'm drawing. God is drawing us. God's drawing you who is watching us via social media. But when are we going to get the picture? When are we going to say, God, you, I done gone through enough heck in my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surrender. I'm going I'm to develop and get closer to you. This is what this is for. And I, and I was talking to my pastor, and he was saying that um, every person that is born on this earth has an assignment. We have an assignment. Because I was questioning about the judgment. And what God is going to do after he cracks the sky and we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, he's going to judge you based upon the assignment that he put on your life. Whether you completed it or not, he's going to judge it. Well, I don't know what my assignment is. Well, then I suggest that you get closer to God. I suggest that you develop your relationship with God. You don't know what your assignment is. Ask the person who's done the assigning. He'll tell you. 
And then, oh, let me stop right here. Some of us are walking in an assignment that's not even ours. God didn't even tell you to do it. But you did it because it looked cute. You did it because you felt like it would bring you some profit. You did it because you felt like, oh, this is what I'm, no. And God been pulling at your heart and said, no, 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 no. But you two, you, you so, we are so stubborn. I'm not going to say you, but we can get so stubborn to where we will not, and we, we want to say face. We don't want to be embarrassed to say, no, nah, I messed up. God didn't tell me to do that. Mm. And so we keep on doing it and we get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in until we're so stuck we don't even know how to get out of it. But what did I say relationship does? It's a bringing back. So all you have to do is say, God, wait a minute. Now this over here is detracting. This over here is drawing me away from my relationship with you. So Lord, help me to un- get unstuck so I can come back and, and, and get closer to you. That's all you got to do. Y'all getting anything out of this? He first loved us. Let's go to point number two. And I'm almost done. Number two says God is committed to his relationship with us. Commitment is a big thing in relationships. (laughs) You don't think so? (laughs) Ask married people. Commitment is a big thing. Excuse me. Ask working people. Commitment, that's a relationship. Commitment is a big thing. Because after you done committed your time, after you done worked your hours, you want a paycheck. So therefore, you commit your commitment. And so your boss has an obligation and a commitment to pay you what you were hired for. Commitment is big. But what happens when that commitment is broken. That commitment can get broken. But God doesn't break his commitment to us. We break our commitment to him. We break it. Let's look at this. God was, is so committed to this relationship with us. At 1 John 4 and 10, it says that this is real love. So y'all been experiencing some fake love. Y'all been right, Paul, counterfeit love. You been experiencing some counterfeit love. Come get some real love. Come get some real love. Some real love. I don't push the button on my uh, iPad, but anyway, real love. Not that, that God says this is real love. Let's look at what real love is. Real love is that not that we love God so much. But that he loved us. That's real love. Not only did he love us before we even loved him, we didn't even love him. And there are times right now that we don't even love God. Now, don't fake it. Sometimes we, don't, we ain't in that love with God. It's okay. I've been there. It says, but he loved us. But then not only that, you remember I say commitment, but he sent his only son to sacrifice himself to take away our sins. He was committed so much that he gave his flesh and blood to die for us. That's how much he's committed to developing this relationship with us. 
That's how much he wants and desires this relationship with us. When, 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 when my husband, when Pastor Robert was ready to marry me and he, he was like, wait a minute, I want to commit my life to this woman. He gave me an engagement ring. That let me know that he loved me and he was ready to be committed. He showed signs of being committed. Now, ring, we could break the engagement at any time. But when we stood before the altar and said, I do, that solidified the commitment that we had with our relationship. And so, therefore, it means that it's not easily broken. And so when, when, when God sent his son to die for our sins and we came and said, look, I accept you as being my Lord and Savior. That relationship was developed then and it's not easily broken. Because you go and sin doesn't mean that the relationship between you and the father is, is messed up. It's all right. You just turn around and get it right. Just come back and say, look, I messed up. Come on. The Passion Translation says this is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it. He proved his love by sending his son. He proves it. Every day he proves it. What are you doing to prove your love for the father? Well, I don't have to prove nothing. He's God. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. This is my last point, and then I'm going to wrap up. Point number three, God has expectations from his relationship with us. When you get into a relationship, you expect something out of that relationship. You remember I said it's about trust and it's about faith. It's about faith that the invulnerability that you're not going to hurt me, that you're not going, you're not going, you're not going to misuse me. You're going to value me just like I value you. God is saying, do you value me like I value you? Do you see me the way I see you? I see greatness in you. I see marvelous things in you. But do you see me as being your one and only God? Do you see me as your way maker? Do you see me as your deliverer? Do you see me as as the one that can lift up your head when it's hanging down low? Do you see me as the one that loves you beyond measure? How do you see God? God has expectations. And in Psalms 8, 81 and 9, he says, look, you must not have any foreign God among you. You shall not worship any God other than me. What are you worshiping? Money can be a God. Let me tell you something, and I'm not afraid to say it. Over the last couple of weeks, God told me there was a person in my life that I had made them a God in my life. I made them a God. I made them a God. And I'm not going to tell you who, because you don't need to know. But God spoke to me that morning. I wasn't able to function. I wasn't able to, to think straight because I was thinking more about this person, more about what was going on in that relationship with that person. And it was, it was, it was, it was messing with me mentally. It was messing with me emotionally. 
But God, and I was like, I said, God, I don't want to feel this way. And God spoke so clearly to me. And he said, you made that person your God. And I cried because he was right. He was right. I go through hell or high water, broke, busted, and disgusted to do for this person I had made my God. And when God told me that, it didn't just go away like that. I had to work on taking that person off of the altar or the throne that I had set them on and put God on that throne. I had put the person on the throne versus God. And so God was telling me, look, your affections were engrossed in this person. Your trust and your confidence was in this person. Anything that you have, you are so engrossed with, your job or whatever it is, you are so engrossed with that thing or that person that it literally can pull you away from God. Meaning that time that you should be spending with God, the affections that you should have with God, you have it more for this thing than you have it for God. You made that person a God. You made that thing a God. Chasing after this, chasing after that. You made it a God. We make things a God. God intends for us to to be wealthy. He intends for us to possess the land, not the land to possess us. And a lot of times this world and this land is possessing us. We can't even get up and come to church in the morning because we have been given so much out here that we can't even come to church and give time for the word and to sit up under the word. I'm just keeping it real, y'all. Your bed is your God. Your home is your God. Mm. Let me let me let me get off of this. Idols. God is an idol. A God, little G, is an idol. Am I right, Pastor Robert? This right here can be an idol. Pastor Robert and I go out and eat all the time for date night. And what we do is we put our phones down. We put it on silence. Nobody interrupts us. If somebody calls us, we don't answer. But all the time you see people in there. Not, can't even have a conversation. With the person that they came to the uh, uh, restaurant with. You see people walking down the street and can't even look up because they're, they're, they're here. This is their God. God did not create this to be our God, but he created, a, he created it for us to utilize for our benefit. For not to make it an idol though. expectations for our relationship. God said, don't make any idols. Let's go to Leviticus and I'm going, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to read through all of these. God is committed to this relationship. He said, don't make carved idols. I already talked about that. 
Listen to, look at what those images, images, what images? Remember I talked about images? Uh, 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 sacred pillars, sculptures, stones in your lands. Don't worship them. In the land, in the land. This is the land we're living in now. What are the, what are the idols that, that the enemy puts before us? That we make an idol. It's in this land. Do a look. We can look at it then. Yes, they were worshiping, you know, other gods and stuff. God of Asherah and, and God of all of, you know, all of those, those graven images. But we have some graven images right now. It says, I am the Lord. He says, look, you must keep my Sabbath. You must keep my Sabbath. Don't get caught up on the word Sabbath. I want to say you, you must keep my relationship our relationship together for the rest of your life. What does it say? Show reverence for my sanctuary. And we're going to talk about Psalms 84 and how it's, you know, God comes into the tabernacle, comes into the house through Psalms 84. But it says you must keep it. He says, follow my decrees and be careful to obey all of my commands. He says, look, that's just the little stuff that I'm asking for you to do. He says, but if you can do these things, then I'll send the seasonal rains. (laughs) What what, what you striving and struggling over, I'm going to cause it to yield crops and produce and fruit. I'm going to cause it to do it. All I need you to do is is follow my decrees. Follow me. Keep my, I'm going to take care of all of this. It says, not only that, you've been, I've been about to lose my mind. Verse uh, 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 26 says, I'll give you peace. All you have to do is stay in relationship with him. It says, you can't sleep at night. Look at this. This verse says you'll be able to sleep because there'll be no fear. It says, I'll rid you of the land of the wild. Everything that comes to try to seem like it's snatching it away. And I'm going to rid you of that. You're going to be able to chase a hundred and a hundred. You will chase 10,000 and your enemies will fall beneath some floor. You got some folks against you right now. Get into relationship with God. Tighten up that relationship with God. And I'm just going to skip on down. No, let's look at 10. It says you will have a surplus. Surplus means that you're going to have more than enough. That you will need to clear out. Listen. You will need to clear out the old grain. You won't, God's going to give you so much that you're going to have to clear out some of that old stuff that you've been hanging on to to make room for the new harvest that he has for you. My God. And he says, all I need for you to do is to make me your God. Be in relationship with me. He draws us. He draws us. He expects things from us. He's committed to this relationship with us. So do y'all want to go deeper in your relationship with God? Or are you just a surface level? God, I'm, 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 I'm good where I'm at. Ask God. Ask God. Ask him, God, give me a deeper desire for you. And he's going to do it. So through this journey that we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, relationships matter. We're going to be going deeper into who 
this God is, who our Father is, our Father. He's our Father. We call him Abba Father. We're in relationship with him. I don't want to leave this earth and not know my Father. I mean deeply know him. Not cliquish, not cliche-ish, but I want to know him. Y'all on this journey with me? Amen. Take these scriptures that I that I that you have and you should have it through the Faith Life app and you got the bulletin. If you don't have it, um put it in the chat and we'll put a link there so that you can get the notes from today, okay? Everything every scripture that was given, every point that was given is going to be there for you. I want you to go back and read it. Don't take my word for it. But go back and read it. Okay? Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. You want a closer relationship with the Father? God, we want a closer relationship with you. We want a closer relationship with you. We want a a deeper level of relationship with you, not just surface, but deeper with you, Father. So give us the desire. Give us the desire, Holy Spirit, to seek the scriptures, to seek what the word says, because the word is going to tell us about our Father. The word is going to show us how much he loves us. Cause the word to come alive in us. Breathe on it, Holy Spirit. And somebody may not be in relationship with you, Father, but you said in your word that you tug on our hearts, you you pull on us, you cause us to have a yearning. So give us a desire to yield to that yearning, to yield to that tugging and pulling and surrendering everything to you. Everything to you. We want a closer walk with thee. A closer walk with thee. Help us through these next couple of weeks, Father. Help us in our relationship with you. We love you and we praise you. And right now, if you're watching us via social media, just say, Lord, just come into my heart. I got to have this relationship with you. I want to be closer to you. And not only that, but reveal yourself to me even more. There's pain in your body. God said, I can heal it. Just ask him to be your healer. He said he's going to give you everything that you need. He's right there with you. And what I want you to do right now, if you're watching us on social media, if you're here in the building, I want you to take your arms. And just wrap them around yourself. Just like this here. Just take your arms. And as tight as you can hold yourself. Hold yourself. Come on brethren. That is the love. God is holding you. He's saying I'm holding you. And I'm loving you. I know what you're going through. I know what you're struggling with. But I'm here with you. And we're going to work this thing out together. 
I can relate with you. And any time this week that you feel like that God is not near, take your arms and throw throw them around you. Throw yourself, throw your arms around you and then just envision that being the father holding you. And sometimes like I'm doing right now, I'm rocking. I can just feel the father rocking me and holding me. Praise God. Look at old son. Thank you, father. Thank you, father. Thank you, father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for healing. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for peace. We thank you for being all that we need. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Until next week, share the video. Share it, share it, share it. Join us next week. Don't miss a Sunday of these messages. Join us on next week. And if you need anything through the week, just text OA Connect to 5598, okay? We're here for you. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go.